Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aphantasia Experiments podcast. I am going to be using my tuning forks again in this episode, as I did in the last episode uh, about channeling. Um, I'm not going to call this channeling, I'm just going to use my tuning forks, see what comes up, and just talk my way through this podcast. Um, And I wanted to also talk about um, the last podcast. Um because I wanted to just go back and talk about the importance of protecting yourself. And this is something that I've kind of learned over time the hard way. And I'm still honestly learning it. I had to be reminded of this. Um, So before I started that episode, I cut off a bunch of stuff. And I did, I was talking to myself and saying, you know, bring in my highest guides and my angels, and I have this whole spiel, um, and I change it up every time, um, but I had this whole thing, and I, I, like, I didn't put it in, but I should have put in the episode that it's important to, to put some sort of protection on yourself, so you're not, you don't have any sort of dark entities attaching to you or whatever, um, I honestly, I don't know much about this, and it's something that I'm trying to learn as much as I can about, because I've been given these these symbols in my dreams and um I know a lot of it um a lot of it has to do with light versus dark and the importance of both it's come up so many times for me um and I think that dark isn't necessarily bad and that if we just ignore it it's not necessarily a good thing that we need to actually um interact with the dark a bit and i don't want that sounds like i'm saying go out and get with a bad boy and do something naughty no that's not what i'm saying at all that is not what i'm saying at all please don't take that the wrong way but i think that there's these spirits almost these negative entities and attachments and I don't think that they're there to sorry guys I feel like all negativity all darkness has the opportunity to be filled with light and that's the thing that I'm like I don't want to ignore dark You know, I want to send light to dark. It doesn't have to be me, you know, getting into a relationship with someone like Hitler. That's not what it is. It's about like sending light to these people so they fill up with light and can dissolve some of their darkness. People aren't necessarily going to be as bright as certain people, but their darkness can fade a bit over time with by adding light, right? So I think that that's important there's always going to be dark and dark helps you see light but we can also fill darkness with light you know and shadows they move they move they're not always in the same spot one of the things that has helped me the most during my spiritual cracking open it's continuously cracking open like 
it's every day something new is happening. Every day new information is coming in. But one of the greatest tools I've found whenever I'm struggling or I find myself questioning things is I just sit in nature or look at the clouds or look at the grass or look at a tree or look at the bark on a tree or the stems of a flower and somehow whatever problem I'm facing or whatever global issues there are in the world whatever plant life or nature element I'm looking at somehow shows me a solution whether it be like the bark and how it it changes and crumbles and each side has different like oh my god sorry guys I'm totally losing this I lost my train of thought. I was talking about nature. There's something about being in nature that when you're when you're struggling to to come up with a solution for something, just looking at the life cycle of of nature and looking how looking at how things regrow and things are in patterns and how animals behave somehow nature is able to provide these amazing solutions just by being present. And if that doesn't make sense to you, next time you're, you can't figure out what to say in a conversation or you've been in a fight with someone or you can't understand someone else's perspective or try asking the question and then going for a walk through the forest without any headphones, without a podcast on, and see, just observe nature and see what you find. See if there's any sort of solution to your to your problems in nature. I would love to hear. I, I truly believe that nature provides so many answers and we need to stop ignoring it and stop destroying it too. So, this morning at my daughter's school, my kid's school actually, um, in my daughter's class, there was a girl that came up to me and told me, she comes up to me often, one time my daughter hurt her toe and then on the Monday, I think I said this before already, uh, she said she couldn't eat or all weekend because she, she kept thinking about my daughter's toe. So she's clearly an empath, highly sensitive, right? This morning she came up to me and she said, Don't you hate it when people are nice to your face, but you can hear what they're saying in their mind and it's not nice? And I said, what do you mean? And she says, you know, like Cameron over there. She says nice things, but then I can hear what she's saying in her mind and it's not nice. And I'm like, Okay, can you explain that again? Like, do you actually hear her? Or are you just thinking by her body language? She's like, no, I hear what she's saying. And I'm like, okay, but... do you? <laughs> I, kept, I just kept asking questions, but in a normal way to not make her feel crazy because I completely get it. Um, and most people would have just, like, kind of 
not ignored what she said, but maybe just not fully understand what she was actually saying, that she could read this girl's mind. Um, and I said to her, I said, you know, that's an incredible gift that you have, but not everyone has that. So just understand that she thinks that those thoughts are private. She's not... So try to just be around the people that are have loving thoughts and are nice thoughts, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I think, honestly, I think that's why she comes to... Not to, like, toot my own horn, but I work really hard on not being judgmental and not... And always, like, spreading as much love and light as I can to every person, not just people who are similar to me, you know? It's important to to send love to people who who you are not the same as because uh, sometimes that's who needs it the most. Um, and by love, I mean, like, a vibrational love. It doesn't mean, like, I don't know. I can send love to someone and not, like, get abused because of it, you know? I'm not going to put myself in a dangerous situation to give someone negative love. That, I just, I want to get that point across because I don't want that to come across like you should put yourself in danger as a light worker. But I think that even people who do bad things, you can send a light and love energy to them because they're all people and they're just in a different they're in a different soul transition than, than you are, than we are, you know? And everyone needs help and love and light, and, and the more we can give of that, uh, the better our whole planet would be, honestly. If we could all realize that we're all the same and the things that are going on are all around the world, it affects us all. And we should care more about the whole of it than the individuality. I was walking the other day and I was just walking by all the houses on my street and down my neighborhood and I kept thinking, isn't it funny that we all just live in our boxes? And then this morning I went to the grocery store and I had my headphones in. I'm listening to an amazing book. I'm crossing my fingers so I go back to that because I need to... I, I had my headphones in, which I don't normally do at the grocery store because I like to actually be in my surroundings and experience my surroundings as much as possible. But I was so into this book, so I had my headphones in. And I was just thinking, I never have conversations. This is not true, actually. I don't often have conversations with people in the grocery store. I'm, I'm like, friendly. I smile at people. I say, excuse me, or whatever. But it's not like I stop in an aisle and shut people up. Um, that being said, that has happened to me probably hundreds of times. But it's not something um, that I actively seek out to do. And I find it's so weird that we go into these spaces and we walk around each other and we really don't even interact with each other. It's like we're, we're characters in a movie or in a video game. And I don't know, like, it's just, it seems so odd to me. We're all so, we're in the same place, but we're not even... We don't even acknowledge other people's existence. We don't look people in the eye. And I try my hardest to look as many people in the eye as possible. Because I find, like, that... I don't know. I like connecting to people in that way. And I try to smile, too. But 
Um, yeah, it depends on the day, right? Um, so today I'm there and I'm thinking, this is so weird that we're all in this box and we don't communicate and most people have headphones and everyone's head down and, and we're all just kind of doing tasks and not really living and not really connecting with other people. It's silly. Okay, so the book I'm reading. <clears throat> so I say all that stuff and I don't mean to be like preachy because I'm not because I'm the one in the grocery store with my headphones in walking around not talking to people. I do love when someone random will like say something to me in an aisle and I have a five minute conversation about, you know, phyllo dough pastry or something. I love that kind of stuff. Life's made for that kind of stuff. But when I go to the grocery store, I don't really actively seek that out because I'm going to just get groceries. Um, the book I'm reading. Sorry. I think it's called, I don't have it written down. Soul's Boom? Soul Boom? Soul Boom. It's by Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight Schrute on The Office, which I love that show. Um, and now that I know more about him, in the intro it says, like, it talks about, he talks about why, you know, he is the right person to write the book. And I was at Indigo, which is the like book big chain bookstore in Ontario, Indo Indigo and Chapters. Um, I was at Indigo the other day, well, which was a whole experience too. Ran into someone I hadn't seen in 10 years because I was called to go to Indigo. And I, when I was at Indigo, I was looking for the body code or the energy code, the books, because I'm doing Reiki and learning about energy. Whew, I gotta like, Tune, tune myself. I'm going crazy here. Um, I saw this book by Rain Wilson, and I, and I was like, Rain Wilson wrote a spiritual book, and immediately I was like, yes, that is going to be an amazing book. And I didn't, I had no idea like his past, his history, whatever. But I was like, Dwayne, Dwight, Schrute. Not his character, but the person that played him, I don't know, it, like, it, the whole thing, I could see it all play out, and I was like, I need to read this book, and I need to read it, like, immediately, and the best way I take in information is reading via audiobook. Um, I find, I, I like, actually, my favorite thing to do, and, and it's the absolute best when I can make this happen, is I get the audiobook and the physical book. So last week at the library, I got two books and I got, I was able to get them both at the library audiobook store. So I didn't have to buy them. And I also got, so it was basically four free books and I was able to read and listen at the same time, which is really good because a lot of like self-help books and stuff have like questionnaires or stuff in there. And when you're listening to the audiobook, you want to have the physical copy to do that kind of stuff, right? Anyways, I'm only a few chapters into um, Rain Wilson's book. But I highly recommend it. I feel like he has such a similar view and attitude about life as I do, um, about the importance of human connection and how we really need just like a soul evolution, the soul boom. We need to like reconnect and understand our individual importance, but our collective importance as well. 
Um, this is me speaking, not Rain Wilson, by the way. I'm not taking this as an excerpt from his book. I just like really connected to the first couple chapters. And one of the cool things about this, so I've talked about before how my sister's really into Star Trek and she's an atheist. She's super into Star Trek though, super duper duper to the point where I hate Star Trek because I was so overexposed to it as a child. But in the book, Rain Wilson talks about how his two favorite shows as a kid were Kung Fu and Star Trek and how in Star Trek, so in Kung Fu, it's more about your personal spiritual revolution and Star Trek is more about the global spiritual revolution and how mankind evolves to like, you know, not have money anymore, not have greed anymore, not have the ego anymore and how how we evolve as like a humanity and when he put that when he said that I was like man I need to watch Star Trek and get into it and I thought hmm, maybe my sister even though she's doesn't claim to be spiritual is like Star Trek spiritual do you know what I mean she's learned these the same valuable lessons that you can learn from religion or spirituality but in a different form and I think that goes for a lot of things um my my husband's a football coach for example he learns a lot about human behavior and coming together as a group and working together and facing diversity and adversity and all the stuff that a lot of you learn a lot through spiritual development as well. So um, being part of something or watching something, if you connect to it and you learn valuable lessons... That can be your spirituality. And you don't have to call it spirituality. You can call yourself a Star Star Trek fan, and that's cool too. So, um, yeah. What else do I have to say? I have been doing Reiki, and I'm loving it, and I can't wait to start offering it. Uh, I don't... I So, the way Reiki works is there's three levels. You do Reiki 1 which is you can do in-person Reiki, and that has been amazing for me. And then Reiki 2, which I don't fully understand, so I don't want to talk too much about it, is you can do distance Reiki. And because I don't understand it, I mean, I understand the idea of sending energy to people, but for me, my Reiki experience in real life, I really like the physical touch part of it, or at least being, being in your aura zone. So doing the distance seems kind of crazy to me, but... It's because I don't understand it yet, and I'm not there yet. And once I'm there, I feel like I'll be able to better explain it, and then it won't be so crazy. So if you ever like, Reiki seems crazy, well, you know what? The first step is just try it once and then see how you feel. And if you still think it's crazy, then you don't have to do it again. Um, Or you can learn more about it and understand that a lot of the things we do in life, it's our perspective um, that really makes the difference. So... Um, but I wanted to talk a bit about my Reiki experiences. So I've been using my friend as a guinea pig, which has been amazing. She is one of my best friends and we talk about everything spiritual. It's been amazing having her in my life because for the last basically three years, we've been going through this almost mirroring process where we go through similar themes in our lives and we're able to talk to each other about them and process 
through speaking to each other and her problems help me and my problems help her and she helps me solve stuff and I help her solve stuff and we connect on so many levels and it's beautiful and wonderful. Where was I going with that? Okay, so I'm doing Reiki on her. <laughs> there we go, that's where I was going with that. So I was telling her, I'm like, I, I had this whole dream where my guide was telling me I'm a past life regression therapist. And I'm like, I'm supposed to help people connect to their past lives. So I took a course on Udemy and I was telling my friend, I'm like, can you be my guinea pig? And she's like, of course. I'm like, I'm going to start with the Reiki and get comfortable with that. And then we'll move into the other stuff. But we should start like recording it. And because it's like, it truly is an experiment. Um, I always say like, I love, this is why I did Aphantasia experiments. Because I love doing experiments on myself. Like, and social experiments on other people, too. Um, oh, social experiments on other people. I should write that down. I have more to say on that. Watermelon seeds. Remember watermelon seeds. Watermelon seeds. I'll cross my fingers. Go back to that. Um, so, my friend. I'm doing Reiki on her. I discover... So, the first week I do Reiki on her, and it's just the healing touch, and I go through, and each kind of place that I put my hands I'm getting these different impressions and when I say impressions they're not visuals they're like a stamp in my mind that I can't see I don't know how to say it other than that it's like it's something comes in my mind so for example I had I was at her head and I and I had this hermit crab that was kind of going in and then going out and then going in and then going out and it, I had the feeling of the hermit crab being scared and and isolated but also like scared to leave and then feeling naked and, and wet and and cold and going back like I had this whole like thing play out but nothing of it is visual so it's interesting it really is and this has been really a interesting experience for me to learn about how energy is transferred and imprints and all this stuff it's very fascinating so I was doing this on her the first day, I'm trying to remember, I, I told her, I'm like, next time we finish the Reiki, we need to press record as soon as it's done. So once we talk about it, we get all that on, we can make a whole podcast about it because the stuff that comes out is so fascinating. So I had a bunch of imprints come up and then she, and she pretty much validated all of them within the next couple days. Which is a whole other thing. I think that with Reiki, I think that it would be really beneficial for people who do Reiki, and I might do this in the future, to have some sort of like spiritual coaching element to it after. Because there's stuff that can come up after a Reiki treatment that it's nice to like have guidance through that. I'm so blessed to have her in my life to be able to discuss those things with her without judgment um and not everyone has that though right so if you're getting a reiki treatment and you're having these like profound soul development things happening and you don't have anyone to talk to about it and it's stuck in your head or stuck in your body um yeah i feel like having your reiki practitioner kind of there for you for the next you know week or whatever if you have any issues just to follow up with you would be good kind of like if you go on an ayahuasca 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 i can never say it right like spiritual journey i've never been on one by the way i've been asked that several times 
it's not something I'm like against or for or against or whatever. I just haven't had the opportunity. I'd want to do it. Um, I want to have it guided and I want to have it supervised and I want a bunch of things and I just want to feel safe. Um, but it's something that definitely interests me. Um, but I was listening to something, another podcast about that. And they were talking about how often people go for these spiritual retreats and they have these amazing eye-opening experiences, these profound spiritual cracks, you know, that happen because they're open to this, probably your pineal gland opening up or your pineal gland functioning properly. I'm not sure entirely what happens to your brain um, DMT-wise. I think it's something to do with the pineal gland. I think it's DMT. Is that what it is? Um, but, sorry. Afterwards, when you've had these like profound things happen and you don't have anyone to talk to about it, that can be like, very scary and very isolating. Isolating is a very good word. And honestly, if I hadn't had my friend who was going through something similar. I also have so many other amazing friends, but because I have this friend who's like on a similar spiritual journey than me, it's I've been able to to work through that with her. But if I didn't have that, I would have a lot of probably stuck spiritual shit. So, um I don't know, it's something to think about. I don't know how to, I don't know if you're a Reiki pra- practitioner or whatever and you do this, but I I just I felt like it's important to have someone. So anyways, I did I did this Reiki on, I went on such a ta- tangent there. I, I did this Reiki on my friend. And uh, the first time she told me, she kept getting snakes in her vision. She was seeing lights. Um, and I felt when I was on her head, I could feel in her heart, like going through her back, this this hole going through her heart and I was filling it and I was filling it with this energy. And she told me like when we went and talked about it, she was telling me that when I was on her head, she could feel this like spark or heat. I think she said going down her back. I forget exactly what she said, but she could feel that energy that I was sending to her. So it was so cool to talk about it. And then of course, because we're best friends, we get to just continue to talk about it. So if things keep coming up, I'll be like, oh, I forgot that I saw this. And she'll be like, oh my gosh, this this happened in my dream. And it's all, it's, when you have someone that you can really talk about this stuff with, it's incredible the things that you figure out. I feel like we're detectives, spiritual detectives. It's wild and wonderful and amazing. Um... So the second time I did Reiki on her, which was just yesterday, the day before, um, we had a, I had a lot of stuff come up, and then after I, ha- I had the hermit crab on her head, and and then like as she was driving, she, a song came on, and there was a hermit crab on the screen. Um, I got plums at her feet, and then she looked back in her dream journal, and there was plums in there, and then it was connected to a message from her grandpa or something. I don't know. There, there there's so many like. I don't know. Every imprint like was we could make sense of, and um, the sensations were really cool. The what she described to me, she was getting oh so one at one point I saw her hands were kind of looking uncomfortable, like they were cold. So instead of doing the regular Reiki, um, what's it called? Like 
order, sorry, I put my tuning fork down, my, my mind is clearly not working, uh, I, I saw her hands moving in a way that I knew, I just knew that she needed me to hold her hand. And so I held her hand and I felt this overwhelming, like intense feeling like I needed to cry. And I like put my head to the side and I was like trying to, I could feel it in my gut. Like I could feel this sadness. It was so overwhelming. And I put the, I put, so this is a new practice I'm doing with the Reiki is I'm doing tuning forks with Reiki with crystals and rose quartz is an, is a crystal that is supposed to uh, help with providing unconditional love. So I was using this for her because it, it had come up for me in the, the days pr- previous, like the previous days leading up to this Reiki treatment. I kept getting rose quartz and, and the importance of it. And, and uh, it was just a reoccurring thing. So I had started using it in my own sound healing. So I brought this rose quartz. I, I had this like sadness come over me and then I put this rose quartz in her hand and I pressed in it with the tuning fork that was activated like this but I was using a lower frequency one so this one's a higher one I don't know if you can hear this is a lower one so I use the lower one so I have a set of three and I use the lower one when I'm doing the reiki because it does like a the vibration is just better and I use the higher one to more clear the energy. So this is a medium one that I also use. Um, anyways, I have I so I took the rose quartz. It was a small crystal, a medium crystal, I should say. And I put it in the palm of her hand, and I activated the tuning fork, and I put it. I put the tuning fork end. So the ends that I have, you can place some. Some you can't put on the skin. So if you're getting your own tuning forks, just get the ones that have the thing. If you want to like the one that you can put on your skin. I'm not describing this properly. Um, so I put it on her palm and I cupped her hand with my, with like I had my hand on hers and this tuning fork going and I just cupped her hands and I just kind of sat there for a few minutes until the sadness went away and like the energy just felt neutral. And she told me after that during that period, she was like going to cry. She felt like she was going to cry. And when I put the tuning fork on her, she started seeing three blue lights. They came out of nowhere and they were there. And um, she said that experience was really interesting. And uh, I wish I had like, I really wish I recorded it. So I have it all because I'm not going to remember all of it. But she said she saw a lot of interesting lights during the experience. And at one point, like she felt this heat go down, down her spine Um, she had a lot of like physical hand sensations and when I went to her other hand it was electrical it was like the one hand was so sad and then the other hand was so electric it was like this imbalance of energy so I was trying to take the energy from one hand and send it to the other and then I got to her head and that's where I got the hermit crab and I did a lot of work there and then I used the tuning forks all around her after to like I did this assessment of our energy and then I would take the tuning forks and kind of move the energy around it's like very it's very intuitive but it feels very it's so it just comes so easily and naturally and I know exactly what to do um it's so cool and I think that because I'm working with with my friend she's giving me the feedback that I need like I need her so she said at one point this was uncomfortable I'm like okay well 
if I'm working with another client, I need to like explain that sometimes the energy moving through your body can be uncomfortable. Um, and that's normal. And that like thrashing or like releasing being emotional, that's all okay. Like having that kind of preemptive, like warning almost, um, I think is important for new clients to have. Uh, but I did, so I did the, t- oh my God, I can't, I tune myself. <laughs> Sorry guys. So I'm doing this Reiki on her. And then at the end, I'm doing this sound healing with the tuning forks. And I'm using all three of them. Um, and I'm just feeling a lot of things. I'm feeling a lot of like energy move through her and a lot of emotions and just whatever. And then I, I kind of wake her up out of it and we talk about it. And she was saying during the sound healing part. Oh, also I do. I put like different crystals on her body too. And I will press these, these sounds into her. So she gets the vibration and through the crystal, it's like amplifying it. So you're getting like. Uh, more of the vibration, I guess, or the energy, I guess. I don't know. Um, through the crystal. So I'm doing this on her, and she said that during that point, at, she could see with her eyes open or with her eyes closed. And it's a funny thing because I just watched that Roll Doll thing. Uh, the, not the curious case of Henry Sugar or something. That's not the title. It might be, I don't know, but it's something about Henry or Harry Sugar. And it's all about a guy who's trying to see with his eyes closed. And uh, I've had this experience several times where I've been able to see with my eyes closed. Um, and so it just, and I, every time it happens, I'm like, this is weird. And then I like convince myself that it didn't happen. But then every time it does happen, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not scared because this has happened before. So how can I make it happen all the time? And that be a thing. That's where I'm at now. Instead of like being like, that can't have happened because it's happened so many times now. Each time I'm like, oh yeah, it happened last week when I was watching TV and I closed my eyes and I could still see the screen. But I wasn't, I didn't have my eyes open. And then I had to like tell myself to open my eyes. It's it's weird. Anyway, so she had this experience with the tuning forks. So I've been, I, uh, I've been working with the tuning forks a lot and, um, I've been like trying to carry them around with me and I just tune myself as often as possible. Um, I feel like that on top of the grounding really helps keep me elevated. Um, but yesterday uh, I had about 25 minutes before I could pick my kids up from school and I had no desire to do any work or anything and I was just feeling sleepy so I was like you know I'll just do a, a 20 minute meditation 25 minute meditation and I was like I don't feel like looking for one that takes five minutes to find a meditation sometimes so nobody's home in this house it is quiet here I'm going to do a silent meditation which is really lovely sometimes so I sat there and I did a silent meditation and I didn't sat there. I lied there. I lied down and I did a silent meditation. And in the silent meditation, I was getting, first of all, I was able to bring up the frequency of my tuning forks, which was such an interesting thing for me because with Aventasia, you, for, with my Aventasia anyways, I can't hear sounds with my 
intuitive psychic development, I've been able to hear some people's voices. Um, but for the most part, I can't actually bring up sounds in my head. So I've talked about this before, but like a dog barking, I can't bring up a dog barking. It's more like a hoof hoof in my head because it's like me making the sound in my own brain. But with the tuning forks, I was laying down and I was, you know, doing breathing exercises and stuff. And then all of a sudden I heard like a vibration and I was able to take that vibration and change it. So I was able to make it vibrate higher and then lower. And then I got to a point that I was like, I know this sound. It's the tuning fork sound. And I kept it there. And as I focused on that sound in my meditation, I started getting patterns in my my, um, vision. So I don't know what that means, re-aphantasia, but I wanted to share that in case you're like, you know, you came to this podcast actually wanting to cure your aphantasia. There might be something with the sound, but I know there's a difference between um, like bringing up visuals. So if someone says, hey, Uh, bring up a picture of a horse or a cow or a candy bar. Why would you, it kind of looks like a turd. Why would you want to bring up a candy bar? Um, It's just Halloween here, so it's on my mind, I guess. Um, If someone says bring up a picture in your mind and you can't do it, you say, okay, I have aphantasia, right? But some people with aphantasia are able to unwillingly bring up imprints into their head. Like unwillingly, so for example, this meditation, I wasn't thinking, hey, bring up sacred geometry in my mind. It's just there. It's coming up, I'm not making it, it's appearing. It's like a stamp in my head and then it goes away. And then sometimes it's like a kaleidoscope of moving parts and then it goes away. But it's very like, I'm not telling my brain to do this. There's no like, hey, bring up a horse. It's oh, that's cool. There's a pattern there all of a sudden. And then it fades away. And I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't have ever considered even thinking about this or wondering about it and wondering what it means. But because I know that I'm not able to bring up visuals in my mind, I find it really odd and intriguing. And what does it mean? So if you have any insight on that, please let me know. I feel like it has to do with some sort of sacredness sacred geometry, sacred, it's just feels very enlightened to me. Um, and I have talked about it, I think on my last podcast or the one before, uh, about how I've been getting a lot of signs and imagery in my dreams. So I've been, I've been getting just simple imagery, like the circle, the square, the triangle, the ladder, a teardrop, I think I got, hmm. The yin and yang, but it was a different kind of yin and yang. The spiral. Uh, I've been getting all these different shapes and their meaning. And so when I see it in real life, I have this connection to these shapes. And I don't always really fully remember what they mean. But I know that they're so powerful and that each shape in life has its own like power to it. Every symbol. Um, like we don't realize how important symbols are in our lives. Um... And so these patterns that keep coming up in my life, I'm like, I keep wanting to try to like, I wish I could just remember them so I could bring it up so I could draw it. Maybe I need to just try to draw it actually. 
Maybe that's it. I had in my head two years ago, I think it was like right as I was taking my first leave from my job. I remember I got in my head 100 days of art and I didn't do 100 days. I did a lot and in in those days and I still actively do art now because of that, because of that whole forcing myself to 100 days of art. I did like 20 and then five and then four. Like it was all over the because I have kids who get sick and I don't always have time to do art. Um, but that practice has made me more creative and, and make, and makes me like desire and want to try new things and, and reminds me how much joy I get from painting or sculpting or whatever it is. Uh, I love, I love it. And it, and it makes me feel good and whole and it helps develop your intuition. My God, you, you sit with a clay ball and, and roll it out. While listening to binaural beats, you tell me that you don't become Sylvia Brown. I'm telling you. Maybe you don't. Maybe not everyone does, but um, it's super meditative. It's super enlightening for me. And painting, like I feel like that just like flows through me intuitively. And I don't think I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna draw because I don't have anything in my mind. It's like coming out of me, the colors, everything. Um I feel like that's big for intuitive development. If you can like get out a paintbrush or get out some markers, start doodling, all that stuff. I swear it brings out something to me. The one thing I want to start doing, and I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on the right brain versus the left brain because my husband is the opposite of me, but he also has aphantasia, which gives us very unique perspective. It's not very, it's not... It's probably not a normal thing for someone to be in a relationship with someone else who has aphantasia, but all but has completely different characteristics. You know, like he's the analytical, I'm like the emotional, intuitive, nurturing. He's like structured and um, organized. Um, he is like a king, and I'm a queen, and we come together, um, and it works. Um, harmoniously um but we're very different and I could see aphantasia affecting people completely differently depending on what side of the brain you kind of relate to I feel like if you're listening to this podcast you likely are more right-brained I think that's the one that's like creative and intuitive and nurturing and and all the things I love about myself. <laughs> uh, you're probably not left brain uh, people that are like highly organized and structured, and or maybe you're someone who uses both sides of your brain, which are the wonderful, we're truly wonderful people, and that's kind of where I'm trying to head. I want to be someone who uses both sides of the brain because my pineal gland is working and keeping them in sync. So one of the things that I want to do is and again I'm going to do a whole thing on this so I don't know why I'm talking about this I'm going to do a blog post about this and I'm going to do a podcast episode about the left versus right brain and do a whole quiz as like an experiment for my listeners um so stay tuned for that that's going to be coming up soon um I think it's really important to know which side of your brain is more active and then when you can kind of realize that this is something that I'm working on for myself is you can try to develop the other side by using parts of your body 
that use that side of the brain. I don't know if that if it's going to be anything. Again, it's an experiment. So I've had this thing since I was little where I've had like days where I'm like, today I'm only allowed to use my left hand for everything. And I've it's like a flash that I keep getting, like these experiments I've done as a kid. And I think... I think that I I need to do more of that, like using my left hand for stuff and doing things with my body that is not the same thing I do every day, like different uncomfortable things, because that helps your body and your brain not get hardened and it keeps it flowing. So that's a goal for me. If anyone else wants to get on a left-hand challenge, I'm not going to say another challenge because I haven't even finished my last challenge. I'm going to, since I have a website now, just full disclosure, this has been an evolution. I just, I quit my job when I started this podcast and I was like, what's next? Okay, I need a website. Um, I have all these ideas for experiments that I want to run on people with aphantasia so I can get a better understanding and talk more about it and have this open dialogue as someone who has it. Um that's kind of my goal. And so with the website, I plan on having experiments actually on there that I can follow up on and have this stuff. So I did this 30 day grounding challenge. I had a bunch of people sign up and I'm so thankful. And if you're still with me, thanks for sticking around, but I'm going to actually make that part of the experiment and I'm going to um, make it easier to keep track of and set some sort of system. But as I mentioned before, I'm very right brain. So the left brain stuff where I'm organizing and doing all this stuff is very difficult for me. And hormonally, not to be like TMI, I'm 39. Yeah, I'm 39. I always forget my age. I know I'm not 40 yet. So I'm 39. I'm going through this like phase where my cycle is affecting me more than it did when I was in like my 20s or even early 30s. It's affecting me more like certain days of the month. I'm so hyper organized. That's the days where I can do my entire closet. I can organize my kids' rooms. I can write a bunch of newsletters. You know, like I'm super great. And I used to do all my royalty statements and stuff during that time when I worked in publishing. Um, and then there's days where I can only be creative. And there's days where I literally can only lay in bed and meditate. And that's not very, like, uh, that doesn't really work with today's society, and that's unfortunate. And it, somehow I'm making it work, because I am able to do freelance work at home, and and I'm very, 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 very privileged in that way. Um, but I wish more people had that opportunity, honestly, I really do. I really wish that more people had the opportunity to to on the days where they feel like they can't get out of bed and they have to meditate. I wish that people were able to do that because those those days you get so much insight and you realize so much. It's not about like being depressed and being in your bed. It's about those days like you get filled up with more wisdom or you are able to process the wisdom that was filled up in you, you know, because it takes time to process things. If you are getting all this enlightenment or whatever, and you feel this crash after, it's because your body is processing, your mind is processing, everything's processing. And once you catch up and your soul's in alignment again, you feel wonderful and beautiful and vibrant and, and whatever. And uh, yeah, the spiritual development paired with like hormonal cycles um, is something. Um, 
and I wish more people, you know, when you're in the cycle, if you sat with, you know, the hard moments and the hard things, you know, if you're PMSing and every, every time you PMS, you hate your husband, for example, if you don't like talk to yourself during that period and be like, okay, what is it that I hate about my husband? And then address those things. It doesn't have to be when you're in the the shitty zone, but address them. You have a 28-day cycle every month, 30-day, whatever it is for whatever. And men have cycles too. If you don't address the the shitty thing, it's going to come up again. And we don't need to improve or we need to like address why it's bothering us. It's not even always about like saying, hey, your socks aren't put away. That's bothering me. It's like, why is it bothering you? Why is it bothering you? First, look at it, look at yourself and then uh, have an open conversation that's not hurtful, right? We're allowed to have conversations with people that help us evolve, but we have to come at it at a less judgmental way, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, that's 49 minutes. 49 minutes, and I wasn't even sure what I was going to talk about today, so I hope this podcast was okay. I'm not entirely sure what we talked about today, but I feel some stuff was probably important for you in particular. If you haven't checked out my website, it is aphantasiaexperiments.com. I am planning on getting content out there on the daily. There's a search button on there. You can search if there's a topic that uh, you are like, I wonder if she's ever talked about this. You can search and I have my transcripts up there. So you might be able to see like if there's anything that sparks your interest. Um, you can go search. There's a donate button if you want to contribute to my research. Uh, I'd love to get some tuning, different tuning forks. And, um, there is also, I offer spiritual, like a spiritual tarot. It's more like a intuitive read. I do, I use a lot of different cards and I, I've made my own dice for, for spiritual readings, intuitive readings. Um, I'm offering that now, now, which comes with a voice note of the reading as well as a write-up and, uh, yeah, you can listen to it at your leisure and you can also like ask specific questions. Um, that's that. And I'm also that the other thing that I think I said already was that I'm going to add on my website an experiments page. So if you have Avantasia and you're like, I want to be part of the development, like the experimental research. And I feel like every sort of research thing that I've participated in are the same questions. I, I as someone who has aphantasia, I want to ask the weird-ass questions. So if you want to get on a weird-ass research panel, you know, uh, thing, thing. If you want to get on a weird-ass research panel, join my newsletter. I have not put out a newsletter yet, but I'm gathering emails and I want the people who are on this newsletter to um, be part of this, um, not change, but like realization, this unique realization that we're all so different and just 
help us get a better understanding of our own aphantasia and our own abilities, whether intuitive or not, whether, you know, you have the ability to know exactly where everything is in your desk drawer, even when you're hundreds of miles away, that's what my husband has, or you talk to dead people. Like, what is your cool ability? We are all different, right? This is what I want to kind of come to realize is that I, I just want like a place where we can dump all the uniqueness and experiment on each other. And so anyways, Bottom line, I'm adding an experiment page where I'm, whatever random experiment comes to me at three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to put it up there. If you want to participate, participate. If you don't, don't, but do it anyways, (laughs) because who doesn't want to be part of an experiment? Probably a lot of people ask the mice, do they want to be part of their experiment, the experiments? I don't know. You think that mice have consciousness? You think that other animals have consciousness? Think about it. Think about, think about that long and hard. I think that everything has consciousness. Even, anim- even plants. Definitely plants. Not even plants. <sighs> Something to think about. Anyways, I was going to end this podcast, but then uh, that thought kind of came into my mind. Something to ponder on. Please reach out to me at rofocreative.com. No, that's not it. rofocreative at gmail.com. That's my email address. If you want to talk to me about consciousness, tell me what your thoughts are about if other animals and creatures and insects and beings and plants have consciousness. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about that. Um, I would love to hear if you have any fun experiments that you want me to add to the website. I feel like we all have unique minds and sometimes other people are up at three o'clock in the morning thinking, hey, I wonder if this is what caused aphantasia. I have no platform to ask that on. Oh, I do know Robin from Aphantasia Experiments. She might put that on her website. I would totally do that. So just reach out. I am such an open book and I just want to learn and grow alongside with you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please reach out if you have any questions, concerns, or just want to send me some love. Also, if you want to rate and review the podcast, that helps. And uh, yeah, I really love the support I've been getting from you guys. And uh I just wanted to say a quick thank you, and um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So I will talk to you, you know, you know what I'm doing right now? This, I'm looking at the number on my podcast, I'm like, it is 54 minutes. I cannot leave it at 54 minutes. I just can't do it. It's just not in me to leave it at 54 minutes. (laughs) So I'm waiting till it gets to 55 minutes. Is that OCD? Is it? Or is it just that I like really clean numbers? I like the way it looks. Oh, that was at 5444. Oh my gosh. It's, I'm gonna, you can stop here. You absolutely do not have to listen to the rest of this because all I'm going to do is talk until it's at 55 minutes. Not even kidding. 55 minutes. Oh, 55 minutes. But you know what? Now I need to... <laughs> Now I need to wait till it's 55 minutes and 55 seconds. No, I don't. Do I? Guys, do I? What do you think? How about you just listen to this deep meditation while we end this episode? I'm doing tuning forks on you. You are being deeply meditated. Meditated. That's not a word, is it? Meditated? If I opened a store or a clinic called Charged, would you come do it if you were in Burlington, Ontario? where I offer Reiki services and you can charge 
your crystals and get charged with energy. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I'm almost at 55 seconds. Whew. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.